What's up, everybody? This is Justin Flitter coming to you live from Northern Virginia with the Justin Flitter Podcast by My Mentor Medicine. In this week's podcast, I want to talk to you about doing the right thing. Have you ever been caught in the moment where you're not quite sure what to do, such as you see somebody fall and get hurt, and you think that, well, I don't have the skills or the knowledge to be able to help this person in the way that other people can, so let me get a hold of the professional, or if there's a dangerous situation, let me just record it so that there's proof, and someone else might come along and help. But ultimately, I don't really know what to do, so uh, I'm going to stall and, and wait a little bit to see if somebody else can help them. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen, and I don't think that you would like that if somebody were to do that for you. So here's a quick story about me. One time I was commuting home from work, and I take what's called a slug line. So basically some drivers come by, pick up some riders that are going to the same location, and then they save a little money, save a little time together by going on HOV lanes. So it's a great thing. It's been going on for a really long time here in Northern Virginia. Uh, and that's how I usually get to and from work. One day, though, about a couple years ago, I remember coming home from work, and I got back to the parking lot where my car was parked, and I got out of the car that I was commuting in. And then as soon as I got out of the car, I heard somebody screaming from across the parking lot, and I also heard a car horn beeping, just like beep, 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 beep like abnormally. They were just constantly just blaring the horn. So I turned my head and looked over the car, and I saw this lady in her vehicle trying to close her door as hard as she could, trying to close it and close it and close it, but there was a man who was trying to open it as hard as he could. I don't know whether he was trying to steal the car or whatever was going on. Regardless, it was not something that should have been happening, and the woman was obviously uh, in a state of fear. So you could tell immediately thereafter, after glancing across the parking lot, that other people were just standing there. Cars were stopped. People were getting out of their cars, but using their phones to videotape. I don't know if anybody was making phone calls, but I could tell that everybody had their phone in front of them, uh, recording or doing a live broadcast. I have no idea what these people were doing, but there was nobody over there helping. Maybe one or two bystanders had started to get over there. Uh, and as I was walking over, another, another gentleman walked over as well, and the guy turned around and hit him right in the face. So he walked away uh, holding his face and then he turned around and started to hit this lady and started to kick her who was in the car. It was just a dreadful scene. So I, at that moment I knew I had to intervene. So in the process I had already dialed 911 as I was walking to the car and I was describing the person uh, who was uh, trying to open the door who was beating this woman up. And as I'm describing them, I'm also in the process of de-escalating the situation as much as I can, staying a bit of a different distance from the guy uh, who was just trying to open the door at the time because she was had almost gotten it closed. I was telling him, "You need to stop. This is this is not the right thing to do. Why don't you step over here? Let's let's talk and see what's going on. Just try my best to get him over to the side, but he wouldn't listen. He had headphones on. Uh, as soon as I hung up the phone, though, she had gotten the door closed and immediately drove off, and he started to walk through the parking lot. So I was watching him walk through the parking lot, and I was trailing behind him about 15 feet or so, and uh, about 10 seconds later, a guy got off the bus, which is in the same area. So he got off the bus and started to walk to his car, and then the same guy that was trying to attack this woman just walks over and just starts to beat this guy up. 
All right, so I said, all right, that's enough. This is ridiculous. So I go over, uh, and he's over there. Like the, the guy who's being beat up in this case is now laying on the ground. So I take my bag and hit the guy, knock him down. So he's face first, and then I jump on top of him, put him into a headlock, and hold on to him. And then finally, about five to ten minutes later, the police arrived. Uh, I had to tell the police. I'm like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It's this guy underneath me that I have in a hold. Uh, so they understood, and I mean, eventually they got him off. But and then a woman came back and into the parking lot. Eventually, she returned, and probably she saw the cops, and then uh, she had come back to give them her statement and prosecuted against this guy. Then there was a whole thing after that. But in that situation, I had to analyze. It's number one: make sure that there were no serious weapons like guns or knives or anything when I was trying to de-escalate the situation that's why I kept my distance while I was on the phone describing them to 911 and calling the police immediately uh, and then a woman drove off and then I still kept my distance because you never know what a person has but the, the, the reason I'm telling you this story is because I had to make a choice in that moment whether I was going to be another bystander recording on their phone and just standing and yelling at the guy or I could do the right thing and do my best to intervene now the reason I intervened is number one, I know that I'm confident enough based on the skill set that I have to at least protect myself somewhat and the others around me by trying to calm down the situation and ultimately, uh, and hopefully not, having to use my martial arts skills whatsoever. So having not the opportunity, but having made the choice to do the right thing I know that I prevented other people from getting hurt, and especially this guy from getting even more seriously hurt. The woman, uh, the situation had already started before I got to the parking lot, so I don't know how long she was trying to protect herself or, or what others were trying to do to help her. But from what I had seen, many of the other people made choices, but they weren't necessarily the ones that I would have made. And I have to make peace with that, number one, because... I can't control what other people think. I can't control what other people do. I can only make a decision that will allow me to act in the way that I believe is right, that is best for myself, that is best for other people. And if you think about also the fact that this woman who is being attacked, you can, you can judge the people in the parking lot, you can judge the woman, you can judge the attacker, you can judge these people however you like, but in terms of looking at the, the, uh, the situation from a larger perspective, you have to take a step back and realize that this woman is somebody's daughter. That attacker is somebody's son. If you were the parent of those two children, of that daughter or that son, how would your decision be different if you were in the parking lot? If that were your child, from the perspective of the previous generation, or even the next generation, if that was your mother, if that was your father being attacked or being the attacker, how would you react in that situation? We should never feel as though we're stuck between a rock and a hard place when it comes to making the right decision. If you are unsure of what to do, figure out the right thing in that situation and take the action to complete it. Do the right thing. In my situation, call 911, try to take control of the situation or at least de-escalate the situation. Uh, 
and make sure that everyone can be as safe as possible. So my objective was not to hurt this individual. I could have gone over and start to beat the crap out of him, but that's not a decision I was ready to make, nor did I want to. Why? Because, again, never know if they have a weapon that could hurt me as well. So my decision was also based on the fact that I have to think about my kids. So if I try to help this one person, yes, that's great. But if I can do better to make sure that everybody's safe, including myself, then I think that's a better decision for all of us. So when you decide to do the right thing, everyone comes out positive in the end. It may take more time for others, like the guy who ended up being prosecuted and had to go through a whole trial, etc., and the woman who's got some trauma from this event. It all comes down to your choice to do the right thing. If you're having difficulty at home, if you're having difficulty at work, the decisions that you make should always be based in the right thing. And what exactly is the right thing? Well, whatever resonates with who you are and why you're doing what you are doing your purpose, your destiny, if you will. Whoever you are as an individual should always infiltrate, in a good way, the decisions that you make. Because that's where we should be acting from. Those are our roots. That's why I said, this woman was somebody's daughter. That, that, uh, that guy that was the attacker is somebody's son. We should always have our decisions rooted and who we are and where we have come from and ultimately what we want to accomplish in this world. And if you are unsure of what those things are, just tell yourself in your head when all of those thoughts come, I don't know if I should do this, I don't know if I have the skills, uh, should I call 911, should I call, what should I do? Just do something. If you are unsure what to do, just do something that you know will make the situation better for the other individual, that will be more positive, that will help them in the end, will keep you safe, keep everybody safe, that you know that everybody can recover from. Whatever happened that caused the situation that I was involved in in that parking lot, I will never know. I will never know, and it doesn't help me to understand it any better. The only thing that I need to know as an individual is that I did the right thing. Some people might think that, oh, you shouldn't have done that either. You should have gone and helped the woman immediately. Well, I did in my own way. The actions that you take are different than mine. So again, we should not judge. Immediately, I thought that, hey, maybe I was judging the attacker saying, this is not right. You should not be doing that. Of course, it's not right that he should be doing it. Maybe he was protecting himself. I don't know. Maybe she was doing something that was hurting him. I don't know. But ultimately, all of the decisions that were made for between those two probably weren't the, weren't the greatest. Whatever happened, I have no idea. It's not for me to judge. What is for me to understand is that I do the right thing and for you. Whenever you make a decision in your life, whether it's for your kids, if you know that they should be moving on to another activity, Maybe they don't want to do sports. Maybe they do want to do sports. But you think that, okay, the coach tells me this person has potential. So I believe the coach and seeing my child participate in this sport, I can see that they're also doing well and they're improving and they're having fun. Maybe it's the fact that they just don't want to uh, leave the house. They want to play more at home instead of going to do the sport. So instead of removing them from the sport so that they can do what they want at home, Find a way that you can incorporate time at home. Make the right decision for your child. Don't make a decision that ultimately in the end might take them away from another opportunity. So our decisions lead to opportunities. They, they lead to possibilities in our lives. 
and we do our best with every decision that we make because obviously we can't tell the future, but we do our best with every decision that we make to make sure that these decisions will lead to good opportunities and more possibilities. So your decisions that you make for yourself, for your children, for your family, for your friends, for the public should always be in the best interest of everybody. We should never be conceited. We should never be we should never be self-conceited. We should never focus just on ourselves in order to then say that, okay, now I have what I want. Now I'm ready to give to the world. I could could have said in that parking lot, my skill set is not good enough. I'm not going to use my martial arts. Hey, I've been practicing for a long time, not nearly as long as maybe some other people, but I've got about 20 years under my belt. So I'd say that's a pretty substantial amount of training and practice that I have that I feel pretty confident with in being able to use it. So it doesn't matter if you have that 20-year skill set or if you have a 20-minute skill set. You now have a little bit more knowledge and understanding not just about whatever you're learning, but about yourself, who you are, what you are capable of, and where you can move to and from. That's where our decisions are connected to. So always, always, always do the right thing. Always make the choice to do the right thing for yourself, for your children, for your family, for everyone involved in your life and everyone that you encounter. Even in traffic, that's right, in traffic, do the right decision. It is, is it necessary to beep the horn like a maniac just because someone has stopped on the side of the road? Maybe they're waiting for someone to come down that has broken their arm and needs a ride to the hospital. The possibilities are limitless. Remove your judgment of other people and yourself from the equation. Just completely rip it out. Every part of the equation, every part of your choice, every part of your action. So this weekend, whatever plans you have, wherever you're going, whoever you're with, make the choice to do the right thing. Make the choice to have a good time, no matter what happens. Somebody gets upset, maybe somebody spills coffee on you, Maybe you have a minor car accident, I hope you don't, but if something happens that wasn't necessarily a part of your plan or what you had wanted to do this weekend, that's okay. It's a redirection and you must learn to be okay with it. You must learn to make the right decision in those moments to say that, okay, now we're going this way instead of that way. I thought we would go that way, but I guess we're going to go this way now. That's okay. Maybe you can try to steer back on track. Maybe you can't. So our lives are filled with moments that are completely unpredictable. We have no idea what's going to happen. No idea who we're going to meet. No idea where we're going to be. Five seconds from now, my house could collapse right on top of me. Some of you out there are probably thinking, why does he always think of the worst case scenario? Well, when you think of the worst case scenario, you have no other way to go than up. You have no other place to go than the best case scenario. So I think of both ends, don't get me wrong, but I also find myself coming to the worst case scenarios because it helps me to remember and value the important things in my life. To know that every single thing that I have in my life, I am blessed with. I have been gifted and I must because it's the right thing to do, I must give it back. I must give it to you. I must give it to the community. I must give it to my patients. I must give it to my family, my friends, because I already have it myself. Everything I have in my life, I don't need to praise and 
uh, uh, pray for more. Because I have what I need. I have everything that I need. I could lose everything that is right here in front of me. I could lose this microphone. I could lose this podcast. I could lose my business. I, I could lose it all. And I know that everything that I have is coming from where I am rooted inside of myself. Why? How? Because it all comes from me making a decision. And I believe that I have made the right decisions. Some decisions I know that could have been better, but in the moment, I made the decision that I believe was the right decision, that I believe was the best decision. And as I learn more and more about myself, and as you learn more and more about yourselves, you will learn that this is the decisions that you make are rooted in who you are and are ultimately the right decisions for those points in time. Now, that doesn't mean that every decision that you could make, you could choose right now to go do something really horrible, really bad. But I believe you have the potential to make an even better decision. So when you are in the position to make a decision, pause and choose the end of the spectrum that you know is going to be the best decision. It's going to be the right decision. Because when you choose to make the right decision, you are choosing the best part of yourself. So I thank you for making the right decision to listen to this podcast. And I hope that you will continue to listen as they keep coming out. And if you have free time this weekend, swing by My Metro Medicine this Saturday, June 29th at 11 a.m. in Farragut Square in downtown D.C. Just look us up at MyMetroMedicine.com. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. All the information is there. But we are going to be leaving from the park at 11 a.m. to walk to enjoy a delicious summer snack because this whole month of June we've been doing a challenge, a 100,000 step challenge that everybody has just soared past 100,000 steps. It's been magnificent. So the results are up on our website. All the information for the event is up on our website. So please take a moment to put in your calendar for tomorrow, Saturday, June 29th at 11 a.m. at Farragut Square. We are leaving to walk to Dolceza in DuPont Circle to enjoy a nice cool treat and celebrate the end of our challenge. There's actually one more day after tomorrow, but we're going to at least get a nice group celebration. And you may also get an extra treat from me. I'm going to be passing out some things at the event. So swing on by My Metro Medicine downtown DC in Farragut Square. You can get there by the orange line, the red line, uh, the blue line, the purple line, the white line. I'm, I'm joking. It's uh, the, <laughs> the uh, orange line. Blue. It's Farragut West and Farragut North stops if you're curious and if you're aware of all of the stops here in our area. So thank you again for listening to the Justin Flitter podcast and I hope to see you tomorrow. If not, I hope to see you back here listening to our podcast and thank you all so much for tuning in. It means the world to me. It means the world to us and I'll talk to you next time. Have an awesome day, everybody. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by My Mentor Medicine, an organization that is dedicated to helping people improve their lives by learning to empower themselves and take control of their own life. Any form of reproduction or distribution of this podcast is strictly prohibited. Should you have any questions on using this podcast or information that is contained within this podcast, please write to info at mymetromedicine.com.